Welcome to More Impact. For the next 20 minutes or so, I hope to inspire you to step up and make more impact in every part of your life. I'm Deborah Ogden, and for over 15 years, I've been working with clients to step up and stand out with a powerful personal brand. Through this podcast, I want to bring you ideas and inspiration to allow you to do the same. Hello, how are you? I hope you've had a super week. For those of you that listen every week and um, always grateful to you for listening. Um, I'm sorry there was no episode last week. I just needed to just catch up with myself and take a little bit time, a little bit of time for me, walk the walk and do what I tell everybody else to do. So batteries are recharged and I'm back on it. And this week's been half term for us. So I have, well, I have a 16 year old, so he doesn't necessarily want mum around, but I do like to be around and just be there. So it's been a bit of a a different week but um, I don't know I think the February half term unless you're going away or going abroad somewhere then it's it's a bit of a tricky one the weather's not been great and but I think there are signs of spring aren't there and the days are getting a little bit longer and there is a little bit of sunshine poking through and some snowdrops in our garden so all feeling positive and This week I've got a big topic for you and I actually thought I'd done a podcast on this before but it seems not and you know what even if I had it's such a big topic I don't think it would matter and it's a topic that comes up time and time again. I don't think I ever coach anybody male or female that this doesn't come up. And the topic is imposter syndrome. So I have a few thoughts around this, actually, (laughs) and like I do about so many things. But imposter syndrome, first of all, I think we need to talk about it. And it has become something that is talked about so much more, isn't it? But if you break the silence on this, if we talk about it, And I think there's a shame around such things. And my good, good, uh, well, I was going to say my good friend. I feel like she is my good friend. My guru that I always go to, Brene Brown, she talks about shame, doesn't she? Shame breeds in those moments of silence when we keep it to ourselves. And that shame stops a lot of people from fessing up about how they they feel about these fraudulent feelings but knowing that there is a name for it and knowing that you're not alone can be incredibly freeing so just by talking about it allows us to dispel some of the shame around it and I do feel that there is an issue with us naming it imposter syndrome. Yes, there are positives because if you can say this is what it is, then you can start to delve into it and start to unpick it. But for me, calling it imposter syndrome makes it 
virtually a permanent thing. It's something that you suffer from and it can virtually become part of people's identity. And I've heard people say, oh, yeah, well, you know, I suffer from imposter syndrome and it's virtually a badge of honor. And we need to break this down a little bit. So the next time you think about imposter syndrome, rather than and you know, I'm going to mention this when we as we go through perfectionism is another one. And as you know, I've had to work at that. This perfectionism can be a badge of honor. And it's, it's something that we start to absorb as part of our identities. And that is not good. We need to separate it as being something that happens now and again. So rather than imposter syndrome, how about thinking about imposter tendencies? And these are things that happen now and again. So rather than saying I have imposter syndrome, you know, think about having imposter tendencies that happen now and again rather than something that you are suffering from over and over again. And let's get rid of the have. So let's not make it part of our identity. But just sometimes I experience imposter tendencies. I don't know about you, but that feels a huge weight lifted because of course there are times when we experience imposter tendencies because there are times when we are in environments where we might feel like an imposter because those around us are different or it might be that you're in a new situation. So maybe think about those imposter tendencies as growing pains. Check in with them and think, wait a minute, what's going on here? Are these growing pains? Because this is an area I need to start to learn more about. I need to think more about. Maybe I need to do some further uh, work on myself, whether that's personal development, whether that is technical learning. Maybe this is time to grow and this is about a growth mindset and being open to growing and learning. So yeah, next time you're thinking about, oh, I've got imposter syndrome, think about imposter tendencies and is this something I'm experiencing in the moment? And that's absolutely okay. So I think it's about separating those feelings from fact. You know, there are times when we just feel a bit stupid and that happens to everybody time to time. And realise that just because you may feel a bit stupid in that moment, it doesn't mean that you are. It might mean that you've done something. You know, you might feel that you're a little inept in that moment. It might be that you haven't got the competence that you want in that moment. But that does not mean that you are not competent. It just means in that moment you are falling short. So really try and separate those feelings rather than, it's virtually like catastrophizing them, isn't it? It's, it's I don't know, I've mentioned this before in different scenarios, but I know very early on when in my parenting journey, and I have to remind myself of this still now, rather than saying you are naughty, you separate that from 
the identity. Don't bring it as part of who they are and what you did in that moment was naughty. So you are not an imposter, but in that moment you are suffering from feelings of imposter syndrome because of a because of the environment because there is a shortfall in that moment um and that that takes me on to recognizing when you should feel like a fraud because sometimes so a sense of belonging if you are with people that you belong with if you are in an environment where you feel comfortable, then that will breed confidence. And if you're the only one of a few people in a meeting that look or sound like you, whether that's from a demographic, whether that's age, whether that's gender, whether that's race, whether that is sexuality, whatever it may be, then it's only natural that sometimes you're going to feel like you don't fit in. And if you are the first woman or the first person of colour or the first person with a disability to achieve something in your organisation, in your community, then there's added pressure to represent your entire group, isn't there? Um. I can remember when I worked at Old Trafford and often I would be the only female in an environment and that was hard enough but I think nowadays in an environment where we are so much more aware I think there are people taking on that um what's the what's the phrase I'm looking for here it's that representation piece, isn't it? Then instead of taking on self-doubt as a sign of failure, ineptness, then recognise that it might be a normal response to being on the receiving end of social stereotypes about competence and intelligence. So there is so much more to it than you just feeling out of place. It's about maybe you are stepping out of the norm and that discomfort is absolutely natural. Um, another thing is we can sometimes flip this and perhaps think about the positives. So certainly with imposter syndrome, I'm going to call it that, as we go through, even though I don't like it. This sort of sits with the perfectionism. So this sits very much in those very high standards we set ourselves. And if we're falling short of those, then the perfectionists go into meltdown and the those that have imposter tendencies start to feel like a fraud. But the good news is... This means that we care deeply about the quality of our work. And so it's about continuing to strive for excellence and certainly striving for, ex for excellence when it matters most so for the big, for the big um, things in life. But 
also forgiving ourselves when things go wrong because we're not perfect we are human and everybody at some point must feel fraudulent in some scenario most most people because if not you might say you're not stepping out of your comfort zone yes if you stay in your comfort zone and you stay comfortable and you stay in communities and audiences and environments where you are never challenged then you're probably not going to feel like a fraud but to grow of course we need to step outside of that comfort zone and with that comes those challenges so maybe this is a bit of a positive as well to show that we are actually growing and helping us develop a healthy response to growth and maybe failure and maybe making mistakes um, I think it was Henry Ford that said failure is the only opportunity to begin again but do it more intelligently so instead of beating yourself up for falling short you know we can take a lesson from sports teams can't we that learn the value of loss and move on and remind yourself next time I'll do it right. I'll get them next time. It's my opportunity to have another go at it. So, um, again, I, I see this sitting very much in with that growth and stepping out of your comfort zone and having that growth mindset. Some of this comes back to our self-limiting beliefs as well. And often my clients, I hear them, and they're setting themselves up to fail because they have these hard and fast rules that they set themselves up for and these stem from these limiting beliefs so i should always know the answer it's it's a weakness to ask for help hopefully with the work of people like Brené Brown and others um we can be more compassionate self-compassion and we can be more vulnerable and we can see that actually asking for help is a strength and I hesitate on this because this is an area I really struggle with asking for help but I'm always willing to give help and it's about recognizing that we have just as much right as the next person to be wrong you know we can have an off day we can have a weekend where we perhaps can't show up for the podcast <laughs> we can ask for assistance we are not perfect and sometimes that's okay and by doing that we're modeling behaviors that give other people permission to not always have the answer so it's perhaps having a new script, being aware of the conversation going on in your head and knowing that it's okay sometimes. And also just challenging the conversation around those imposter feelings, those fraudulent feelings. Look at your internal dialogue, look at your internal script and think, Instead of thinking, wait till they found out, find out I have no idea what I'm doing here, tell yourself, 
everybody who starts something new feels a little bit nervous at the start and I may not know all the answers but my goodness me I'm smart enough to find them out or I've done it before I'll do it again and instead of and this for me was a bit of a game changer and it's something I share a lot with clients and they say this really helps them particularly in maybe if you're new if you've stepped up in an organization or you're in an environment where you feel younger maybe or more junior than other people in the room instead of looking around the room and thinking oh my goodness everyone here is brilliant and I'm not go with wow everyone here is brilliant I'm really going to learn a lot and what have I got to contribute so maybe you are more junior but because they've become entrenched in their way of thinking you bring a different lens and there is always something that we can bring to the conversation so it may just be about taking those blinkers off and just looking a little bit more laterally about what you can bring. And it might be a new set of eyes. Um, if you are somebody who is, I'm just thinking, what I've had this conversation this week and I know what it was. It was talking, if you are somebody who is working with um, a profession maybe or an industry, and you come in and you do not have inside knowledge of that industry, that can make you feel a fraud. But how powerful is it to have an external lens and be able to see that from a different perspective? There is so much coal dust there. So it's just about reframing the situation and just challenge, challenging. So just pausing for a second on how we can deal with imposter syndrome and imposter tendencies I think it's important just to pause and I know we've looked at this on other podcasts but just having this moment to pause and have the self-awareness to say what's going on in this moment what's going on here what's triggering this what's happening for me here and where are these feelings coming from and just being able to maybe journal, maybe just jot down some notes, but really think out about what's going on here and what's factual here and what of this, you know, how much of these thoughts and feelings are stories that I am telling myself and can I reframe those thoughts can I write a new script that is more beneficial for me in these circumstances um, another tip is to really visualize success so if you know that there is a chance that the imposter tendencies are going to kick in visualize success spend time beforehand picturing yourself making a successful presentation or posing your question to the um, people around you and rather than worrying about you know disaster and what can go wrong think about what can go right and that will help you with that performance related stress those feelings of fraud 
and just try and break that cycle of continually seeking that external validation because this is what this is about isn't it when we're feeling a fraud we're worried what people will think we're worried about people finding us out and by the way and I really should have mentioned this at the start but I don't think this is news to you I am sure you've heard this before but there are so many incredible people out there that suffer from uh, imposter syndrome People like Emma Watson, J.K. Rowling, um, Maya Angelou. There are some high, I think Oprah's even come out and said it's something that she struggled with. So you are not on your own. But try and dismiss this need for external validation and learn to go inward and recognise how good you are and recognise that you are stepping out of your comfort zone, and recognise that by putting yourself in those circumstances, you are actually growing, which puts you in a much smaller percentage of the population that are brave enough, courageous enough to do that. So celebrate that, and try and look internally for that validation, rather than externally. And... Then my sort of final thought on this is, I'm hesitating here. When it comes to personal branding, I have an issue with fake it till you make it because we need to be authentic and we need to be our true selves. But there are times when we all have to fly by the seat of our pants and we have to wing it. But rather than thinking of winging it as proof of your incompetence. Learn to see this as a skill because to be able to wing it, to be able to stand up there and fly by the seat of your pants is something that many achievers do, high achievers do. And it is part of their arsenal part of their skill set you know this is something that is incredibly powerful and courageous actually to put yourself out there and think you know I haven't prepared it and I haven't spent the hours and hours in preparing it but you are trusting in yourself to get out there and have a go so this goes back a little bit to I think it was last week or the week before the last podcast, when I said, don't wait until you feel confident to start putting yourself out there. The courage comes from taking those risks. Change your behavior first and allow your confidence to build from that. So that's my thoughts from the week. And I think I've got myself a little bit excited today talking to you. So um I do feel incredibly strongly about this and I do think it is something that people are making as part of their identity and that's not a positive. It sort of starts to slip into, well, I'm a victim of this and therefore I'm not giving myself permission to rewrite that script. So start to challenge it watch for when these tendencies come up 
rather than it be something that you suffer from and start to reframe it as growth. Maybe this isn't a bad thing, this is a positive thing and maybe, you know, this is, and by the way, by the by the start start again with that one as I fall over my words actually those that don't suffer from imposter syndrome are the ones sometimes that perhaps need to just check in with themselves so there are some positives with it as well but just check in with yourself this week and see when those tendencies crop up and start to look at what's really going on and just challenge yourself to look at your beliefs, perhaps be a bit kinder to yourself and look for that internal validation rather than the external one and go out there this week and as always have more impact. I'll see you on next week's episode. Have a super week. Feeling inspired? If you'd like to know more, please visit my website at deborahogden.com where you can download your own personal brand action plan. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd love you to subscribe and share the podcast with your network. Thanks for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.